0: The following is a sermon that was preached at Faith Lutheran Church in Sharpsburg, Georgia. For more information about our church, or to hear past sermons from Faith Lutheran, visit GeorgiaFaith.com. Thank you for listening. Grace and mercy, power and peace are yours, today and always, through our Savior Jesus. It was April. 1917, when the news swept across the nation. We're going to war. The United States had just declared war on the Central Powers, and so entered the First World War. But there was a problem. They needed soldiers. The United States was entering the largest conflict the world had ever seen, the war to end all wars. And the other armies had millions of soldiers each. But the United States only had 125,000. So they needed soldiers. They needed a lot of soldiers, and they needed them quickly. But where do you find millions of soldiers when you're up against the clock? The answer lay in an unlikely source. The answer was an illustrator, an illustrator by the name James Flagg. James Flagg designed a poster designed to recruit soldiers for the army. His design was simple, it featured one man and one message. The man had a white goatee and rather bushy eyebrows. He had a stern face and a serious gaze. He had long silver hair under a tall top hat and one powerful finger pointing at the viewer. His name was Uncle Sam, the symbolic figure for the U.S. And Uncle Sam had one simple mission, one simple message. He said, I want You, for the U.S. Army. I don't think he could have been more clear. You was all capital letters. I want you, Uncle Sam said, for the U.S. Army. Those simple, powerful posters proved quite effective. How could you walk away when Uncle Sam was pointing right at you? How could you say no when it wasn't just Uncle Sam, but your country, That was calling. So over two million men, moved and motivated by Uncle Sam's call to action, enlisted in the army and went to war. All because Uncle Sam, their beloved U.S., had a mission and wanted them. It's not just Uncle Sam who says, I want you. Today, that's God's message for you. God wants you for his army. God wants you to be his soldier because God has a mission just for you. See if you can identify that mission as we read again today's gospel from Matthew 28, famous words in which Jesus gives his great commission. That Jesus came to his disciples and said, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me, therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always, to the very end of the age. This is God's Word. Did you hear it? Did you hear the mission God is giving you? Jesus says it quite clearly, quite plainly. God wants you to go and make disciples. Got it? I'm sure you could say the words back to me. Yep, God wants us to go and make disciples. We got it. But what exactly does that mean? What exactly is God telling us to do? Well, a disciple is someone who learns, knows, and practices what their teacher tells them. So to make disciples for Jesus means we help people learn, know, and practice what Jesus tells them. We use God's Word and the sacraments to plant the seed of faith in a person's heart. We nourish that faith and help it grow by teaching them more and more about what God's Word means for them. We encourage them to put that faith into practice through a Christian life. Jesus summed up what it means to make disciples by using just three words. He said, baptize and teach so they can obey. Baptize, teach, obey. That's how you make disciples. Simple enough, right? Well, yeah, it's simple. But that does not mean it's easy. Making disciples for Jesus is hard work. In fact, it's war. It's war against Satan who wants to silence and snuff out Scripture. It's war against the world, which tells you God's word is outdated or useless. It's war against your sinful self, which does not want to put faith into practice and does not want to obey God's word. And that alone makes our mission from God rather daunting, doesn't it? It's hard work. It takes hard work. But then you factor in the mission's target. Jesus said, go and make disciples of all nations. That's everyone on earth. And for people alive at this very second, that's almost 8 billion people on earth. And of those 8 billion people, over 5.5 billion of them are unbelievers, people who don't know about or don't believe in Jesus. That is a lot of people to go to. That is a lot of people to make disciples. That is a daunting mission. But that's exactly why God wants you. God chooses to use people like us to make disciples for him. So in order to reach that many people with the good news of Jesus, in order to make disciples of that many people, God needs soldiers. God needs people to go and make disciples. God needs you to go and make disciples. So yes, yes, God wants you. It's you God wants, not your excuses or your fears. And you know the kinds of excuses and fears I'm talking about, don't you? When you imagine yourself going and making disciples, when you envision yourself explaining part of the Bible or teaching God's word to someone, when you imagine yourself talking to someone about Jesus, whether it's someone you know very well or someone you just recently met, it's really easy to get intimidated, to get overwhelmed, to get scared. You might feel like you're not up for the task or equal to the challenge. You might wonder where to begin, or what to say. You might worry about people's reactions or rejections. And we come up with all sorts of reasons to tell ourselves, I really shouldn't go and make disciples. Check that. I can't go and make disciples. In fact, I won't go and make disciples. It's true, isn't it? When it comes time to make disciples for Jesus, far too often we are filled not with eagerness and excitement, but with excuses and fears. But you know what? Jesus knew we would have those. He knew that we would have fears and concerns and worries, and we'd have all sorts of excuses as to why I can't go and make disciples. So he spoke to those fears. That's why Jesus began his great commission the way he did. Do you remember how he started it off? He said, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. And with that simple statement, Jesus says that he has authority. He has the power, the ability to do as he wants or wishes. And he doesn't just have some authority. He says he has all authority which is a rather remarkable thing for Jesus to say. Just think of the authority that he displayed, the power that he showed while he walked the earth. He was calming storms. He was healing sick people. He was raising the dead back to life. That's some serious power and authority. But Jesus says that that was just a slice, a sliver, a sample of the full authority that he now uses. Jesus says he has all authority in heaven and on earth, all authority over armies and angels, over devils and demons, over lords and leaders, and nothing can stand in his way. And all of that authority is on your side. All of that authority stands behind You. So you can go with confidence as you make disciples. Because the all-powerful Savior provides the power you need. The all-authoritative Savior provides the motivation you need. The almighty Savior provides the strength you need. And that same Savior wants you to know that when you go and make disciples, you don't go alone. That's why Jesus ended his great commission the way he did, when he said, "'Surely I am with you always to the very end of the age.'" When you go out and make disciples for Jesus, it's not just you going. Your Savior goes with you every step of the way. He is by your side to dispel every doubt and discouragement, by your side to calm every fear and worry, by your side to strengthen every frailty and weakness. He will walk with you and work with you. He will protect you and encourage you, not just now, but always, not just for a while, but to the end of the age, not just for a bit, but for all eternity. God wants you to go and make disciples. So God himself goes with you. And if all that weren't comforting enough, there's this. Before God wanted you to be his soldier, he first wanted you to be his child. So he went to great lengths to make that happen. He sent his son, Jesus, into the world, who lived a perfect life in your place who suffered hell in your stead, who died for your sins so you wouldn't have to. All that just to make you his child. But God didn't stop there. He kept going. He sent disciple-makers into your life. He sent parents and pastors, teachers and mentors who baptized you, who taught you God's word, who helped you grow in your faith, and helped you put your faith into practice. All that just to make you his child. My friends, there is no doubt about it. God wants you, first and foremost, to be his child. He proved it 2,000 years ago with the life and death of Jesus. And he proves it every single day with the lives of the disciple-makers he has put around you. So now, with God's power behind you, his presence beside you, and proof of his love before you. God wants you to go and make disciples. God wants you to unleash his word into this world. God wants you to bring his blessings to many more people. God wants you because, quite honestly, we need you. Right now, our church body needs hundreds, thousands, tens of thousands of everyday Christian witnesses, people who let the light of their faith shine, people who talk to their friends, their relatives about the hope that they have in Jesus. And right now, our church body especially needs pastors in our churches and teachers in our Lutheran schools. Even after the recent assignment days at Martin Luther College, where our church body's teachers are trained, and Wisconsin Lutheran Seminary, where our pastors are schooled, there are still 140 classrooms that need a teacher. And about 110 churches that need a pastor. Think about that for a moment. 250 Lutheran churches and schools that need a pastor, that need a teacher, that need a disciple-maker, and they don't have one. How do we get them what they need? Well, that's where our Synod's prep schools come into play. Our church body owns and operates two special high schools. One is called Luther Preparatory School, the school that I work at, and the other is called Michigan Lutheran Seminary. One's in Wisconsin, one's in Michigan, but those two schools have one simple purpose to encourage young people to be pastors, to be teachers, to be everyday witnesses for the Savior. Right now, just over a third of our church body's teachers, and about 40% of our pastors, are graduates of those two prep schools. But with the next wave of future called workers that are in the hopper, closer to 45% of them are from MLS and LPS, and 50% of our future pastors come from those two prep schools. And I say those numbers not to brag or to pat ourselves on the back, but to simply and humbly note that God is blessing the work of your schools. But still, we need more workers. We need more people. We need more soldiers. We need more disciple-makers. And God wants you to consider how your unique set of gifts and talents can be used to make disciples. You can do that in all sorts of different ways. Young women and young men of this church, God wants you to consider making disciples by being a Lutheran teacher, a teacher who brings Jesus to small children and young students, a teacher who patiently explains God's Word so that their students can understand it, a teacher who encourages believers of all ages to be lifelong learners of the Bible. God wants you for that. Young men of this church, God wants you to consider making disciples by being a pastor. A pastor who preaches and teaches everything that Jesus taught in the clearest possible way. A pastor who baptizes the young and the old. A pastor who encourages all believers to put their faith into practice. God wants you for that. Everyone at this church, God wants you to consider how you can make disciples as an everyday witness for your Savior. Start at home. Your spouse, your children, your family, they need to hear about Jesus. So tell them. Teach them. Make disciples. God wants you for that. Start at home and then work out from there. Your friends, your relatives, your neighbors, your co-workers, they need to hear about Jesus too. Tell them. Teach them. Make disciples. God wants you for that. Keep on working out from there. Talk with your pastor. Talk with your church leaders. Find ways to reach the neighborhoods and communities around faith. They need to hear about Jesus, so tell them. Teach them. Make disciples. God wants you for that. You know, sometimes people say that when you go to heaven, you can't bring anything with you. And when they say that, they typically mean you can't bring any money, any clothing, any possessions. None of your earthly belongings come with you to heaven. It's a nice sentiment, but it's not entirely accurate because there is one thing you can bring with you to heaven. You can bring people, the people that God has put in your life. You can bring them to heaven with you. So tell them. Teach them. Make disciples. God wants you for that. Earlier, I told you about James Flagg and that Uncle Sam recruitment poster that he designed. But There's a little bit more to that story. You see, as James Flagg was designing the poster, he struggled mightily with what Uncle Sam should look like. Should he be older or younger? Should he be handsome or average-looking? Should he be rugged or sophisticated? He didn't know. He was short on ideas, up against a tight deadline, and he hardly had anything to work with. But there was one thing he had. He had his reflection. One day, James Flagg looked in the mirror. and inspiration hit. He quickly sketched his own face, gave himself a white goatee and rather bushy eyebrows, long silver hair and a tall top hat, and Uncle Sam was born. The man looking for answers on how to recruit more soldiers found his answer in the most unlikely spot. In the mirror. I think we can learn from James Flagg. Look around and see how we need soldiers in God's army. See how we need them in pulpits and classrooms, in homes and in neighborhoods. And as you look for the answer on where to find those soldiers be like James Flag, and look in the mirror, because you are the answer. You are God's soldier. You are a disciple maker. And make no mistake, God wants you for that. Amen.